0: Hey y'all, it's Lauren. And it's Emma. And we're back with another episode of Community. What's going on with you, Emma? How you feeling this week? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like we've crossed into summer weather. Yeah, same, just getting into the summer months. It's getting crazy. It's like year end for me at work, and it's getting a little crazy. Those of you who know that year end is a beast, but we're pushing through. And I am very excited about the fact that I am getting back into um, JoJo's music. Like, do, call, do y'all remember JoJo? I do. Can you sing her
1: main song that we all know? Cause I'll sing it with you. I'm just like, I need it to come out. Get
0: out right now. It's the end of you. Oh my you god! Way. My favorite part of that
1: is that they go get out, leave. She's just yelling in the background, extra words. Yeah.
0: Like, okay. So here's the thing. And I can't wait for you to, to be gone because I know about her and I wonder why. why. <laughs> you said that you would <laughs> treat me right, but, but it was just a waste of time. Waste of time. <laughs> waste of time. They're like screaming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. So I've been a JoJo fan for a very long time. Uh, cause I think JoJo sings down. Like as far as like pop girls go, like she sings down. But what I didn't know is that a few years ago or something, like, she and her label had a not-so-very amicable split or Mm. not-so-good split. And so they held, like, both of her albums uh, hostage. And, like, none of her albums, her older albums, which is what she's known for, are on streaming services, like, at all. Wow. And so what she did was she re-recorded both of her albums, like, last year. Like, end of last year, she re-recorded both of her albums because she was like, I got so tired of my fans being like, I can't find your music anywhere. Like, I love your songs. Mm. So she re-recorded it. Cool. Like, like a boss. Like, I mm. love that move. But when I started listening, I, I saw she posted about it, like, the other day. It was, like, her year anniversary of it. And I was like, oh, wait, she re- she did re-record that. And I started listening to it, and my little 17-year-old mm. self was, like, <laughs> so, like, turned up. Like, mm-hmm. So I've been getting back into JoJo's music. So I don't know. It's it's nice to be reintroduced to... yeah. I don't know a person who you used to be into. Maybe so. she
1: could license one of her songs to us so that we could play
0: it. Oh um, my god! At the end Jojo, Jojo, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> we love you. I love your music. But anyway, that's how my week's been. Okay, I've been I've been back in Jojo. So <laughs> with that, let's go ahead and get into the show.
1: All right. So what are you sipping on this week, Lauren?
0: Um, so this week is another update. I know last week I did an update for the Weeksville Heritage Center. And what was going on with them, but this week I'm giving you an update on um, the renters' rights bills that I talked about. I think it was about three or four episodes ago about how on June 11th, um, New York was voting on a whole new set of renters' rights bills that investors and like um, CEOs of like brokerage and rental Mm -hmm. firms like they were fighting like tooth and nail. And so with this, with these bills, it was basically going to regulate rent hikes. Um, there's, like, a lot of eviction protection and tenant protections, um, and just a lot of things that basically um, help stop gentrification, uh, that helps essentially help stop folks from being on the corner on the street when they can't afford a $1,000 rent hike per year, which they could totally do, rent, they being the renters. Um, so anyway— I'm happy to say that the bill went through. It got passed. Awesome. Um, so New York City, as well as the rest of New York, but New York City specifically, has gotten a whole slew of um, bills that support renters and their rights. And um, you know, landlords can no longer hike up the rent just for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have eviction rights. Uh, you have maintenance rights, which is a real thing. One of my colleagues was actually telling me the other day how her tenants association for mm-hmm. her building had to come together because the owner is purposely not giving the superintendent funds to like fix things in the building because they're trying to they're trying to flip it they're trying oh. to sell it to developers right. And so she was saying how, like, she can't even flush her toilet. She hasn't been able to flush her toilet for, like, weeks. And she oh has to, God. like, pour the water in there. Right. And so she talked to the super about it. And the super was basically just like, they're not giving me any money. So things like this, you know, it may seem like people are just talking about, oh, I don't want to pay more rent. It's about way more than that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just happy to say that these, uh, the the bills got approved. But then there was one thing I had to call out because I was reading,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there was one um, this guy. He's like a CEO of one of the like r- like investment companies, mm-hmm. or developers, whatever. He he was like. NYC is showing the world that our city is anti-business by approving these bills. Oh, stop it. I was like, sir, that is a reach, okay? That is a reach and a half. Also,
1: like, every business is in New York City, and you guys
0: own, like, so much stuff. Right. Please stop. Yeah, since when does giving people rights and, like, uh, I don't know, the right to not be kicked out of their homes for no reason mean it's anti-business. Like, why does it have to be either or like that? I was like, if you don't sit down somewhere, but, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, that's my sipping on. I'm, I'm happy to share that. That was, um, that got passed and shout out to y'all who were able to vote on that yeah. and have a say in that. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think I just I think it's worth also mentioning that one of the reasons this was able to get through is because of the election that Mm. we had in the fall Mm -hmm. that changed the makeup of our state Senate. And people worked for a long time and worked really hard to change the balance there. And that's the reason that so many like, you know, these things might have their own issues, but they are more progressive than a lot of the things that have come out of our state in a long time. And just a reminder that local elections matter. They matter, man. You know, they like, matter. Big, Like federal ones matter, but, like, your state um, elected officials matter. hundred percent.
0: A hundred percent. I just, yeah.
1: like, any excuse to remind people that voting no, matters. No, it's the
0: truth, though. <laughs> Don't let, I mean, y'all, I mean, you, you, y'all be listening once, you know, election season comes around. True. But anyway, what are you okay. sipping on this week?
1: Okay, so mine is a little bit heavier. So I have been sipping on for many weeks um, When They See Us. Mm,
0: I I haven't even watched that yet. Well, what I will say before
1: I say anything is that what I'm going to say is also based on being white, being a woman in New York City, and not having a lot of personal close proximity to the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. But wanted to bring it up because I think that If you're white and if you do not have and or if you don't have a close personal proximity, you need to watch it. I'm not gonna tell other people whether or not they need to watch it. Based on people's experiences and identities, it could be an incredibly traumatic thing. You know, so like but I think that it's something that needs to be watched. It was it was hard it was incredibly difficult to watch, which it should you know, like that is like a That is, I think, a normal reaction to have watching it. Right. You know, like, at the most basic, you should be like, this is incredibly difficult to watch. Um, But I actually didn't plan to do this when I started, but I started watching it, and I watched all of it the entire way through. And the reason is because it was so hard that I was like, if I stop, I don't know that I'll come back, Mm. because the way that it, you know, the way that, I mean, look, look, you know I'm not a crier. I know. I was... I mean, I it was all all the things. All the, and all the things it should make you feel. Right. Not, like, for me. Like, it yeah. should make me. Absolutely. Because I think what it does, and this is why I say for people who don't have proximity to the system, it makes you see what happens, right? Like, it's really easy to talk about it theoretically. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to have stats. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But to actually watch, a, in this case, it was a recreation of what happened yeah. um, to these, well, now men, but were yeah. boys. Um yeah, it, I feel like there are no words that I yeah, can say yeah. right. But all I will say is that it has. I have been thinking about it since I watched it. Um, I've definitely started looking into more ways that I could be effective yeah. in, in helping things because, for me, watching it, there was the level of watching what ha- what was done to them mm-hmm. and what was done to their families mm. and their community and and how incredibly terrible all of it was. And there's another level of this is still happening. Yes. Um, it's not the same exact case. Right. It's not you know th- like like but but this is happening. Right. There, are, there are people who are still being locked up Absolutely. every day for incredibly long periods of time, um, and there are still people who are in prison who probably shouldn't be. Yeah. So yeah. Um, just letting that be a reminder that yes, this is a you know four part series about something that happened, but it's still happening. And also just like. What the fuck? I Man, mean, I just got to say, like, I what know, the fuck?
0: I know. Did you see? I Listen, I haven't even... It's on my list, but it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be real hard to watch, yeah. especially because I've talked about it before, but, like, I'm from Alabama, born and raised in Montgomery, where the civil rights movement was started. Mm-hmm. Like, my, I have people in my family who marched and, like, when it comes to movies and reenactments like that, I know how important it is to watch it, but, like, damn. Like, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't even know, you know. So yeah. I saw where the um, the prosecutor, I don't mm-hmm. know her name. Linda something. Yeah. It's always a Linda. It's always a Linda. Um, she was, like, she was basically saying that that wasn't, she was portrayed, like, Animal and like that wasn't true. That wasn't what she was thinking at the time. And it's like, okay, but I'm sure they didn't. A lot of that was based on fact, though. Mm -hmm. You know. So I, I, you know. The other
1: thing is like, if what, (laughs) if when you watch that,
0: that's what you take away. What you see is
1: that, and what you are not seeing is that you were instrumental,
0: absolutely, in what happened to them. Absolutely, and
1: you're not out there repenting for your life.
0: Absolutely. Then like
1: that's what you took away. Oh, that that made me away. look like a
0: monster. Okay, girl, but like did you do what, mantra and that's stuff? That's literally what like, you did. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> did. <laughs>
1: like, you made them look like
0: that. Absolutely. Like that's what they go.
1: And it but, doesn't taste but, good, does
0: it? No, it does not taste no. good at all. Yeah, that's real. Of like you watching it full through and like not stopping it because that's how I felt when I watched Seven Seconds uh, with Regina King. It's uh, a series on Netflix. It's some something sim. Obviously, not the same story, mm-hmm. but it's something similar where. You know, her son is killed, and the cop who happens to be white is, uh, it's just a whole cover-up thing, and it, she won an Emmy for it, I believe, and it, I didn't, I couldn't even finish it. Like, i it, the story was so good, and Regina mm. King is such a great actress, and, you know, the way they told the story was so real, I couldn't even finish it. I got to, like, maybe to, like, the third to the last episode, yeah. because I was just like, man, this is heavy, and yeah. this is, because it's real. Yeah. It's heavy because it's real, and yeah. so I feel you on not wanting to stop it. I, I get it. I yeah, get it. and I thought that Ava,
1: first name basis, right. um, <laughs> no, she really did like an incredible, she's amazing, an incredible yeah. job on it. Yeah. So, um, it definitely has been on my mind since I watched it, sure. and at some point I do
0: want to go back and
1: rewatch it, yeah. but um, I'm not quite there yet.
0: But. Yeah, yeah, it's on my list to watch it. I'm just like, I gotta be, I just gotta be ready. Yeah. I, I gotta be yeah. ready, like ready to be like beaten down <laughs> yeah. to, to like in, yeah. you know, internalize it and everything but yeah that was a great tip on. alright moving along getting into the impact influencers of the week um, I can go ahead and go great. if you want um, yeah so I actually have a couple of impact influencers this week um, around the same um, kind of topic uh, something that I've going back to I think last week we talked about like the summer layers coming off like people having you know reacting to the summer in different ways Um, I was thinking about, like, um, the body activist, the body positive activism is coming out. And, like, I came across a couple of um, accounts on Instagram who I was very impressed with and just, like, very uh, interested in following them and, like, keeping abreast of what they're doing. There are a lot of folks out there. I'll preface this by saying there are a lot of people out there doing amazing body positivity work. So it's not that I'm not acknowledging them. Just these couple of people mm-hmm. definitely caught my eye. Uh, so the first is the IG uh, nerd about town, and this is a a woman of color, black woman, who is very committed to um, talking about you know body confidence, body confidence and self acceptance. Uh, she is she's basically like a blog, like an Instagram blogger. Like her photos are just like amazing. But in the middle of that, she very much talks about how. Um, Instagram and posting her body. Like, so she has, like, lingerie on sometimes. And, you know, she's, like, she's what we would deem, like, a a heavier woman Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, But she talks, she's very open about how, like, posting herself and, like, finding this community of people to, uh, like, who think the same way and who uplift her was just, like, so important in her journey. And so, like, her whole thing now is, like, doing the same, like, using her platform to uplift other women who may be going through the same thing through, Photos, you know, right. blog, you know, blog posts, um, campaigns, and everything like that. And um, I just thought that was really, really cool what she's doing. The second person uh, is called the Slum Flower. Her mm. Instagram is the Slum Flower, and I've seen I had come across her before, but uh, I had been reintroduced to her from uh, an article I was reading. And she focuses on uh, her. Her thing is uh, hashtag saggy boobs matter. Nice. So I know a lot of the times when we think about body positivity, we think about like weight because that's like one of the 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 biggest things that is you know has been an issue for decades here Um, and just around the world. Just like (laughs) just being obsessed with sizes Mm. and obsessed with I mean come on flat tummy tea whatever. Did you see how Amber Rose... I mean... I know. I know. I and know. I like Amber Rose, but I'm like, girl. Um, well, also,
1: because it's like, we we talked about how social media has power and influence. So, like, don't make pregnant people think girl, that's fine. Like, I know. I understand you're trying to make your money.
0: And also, I know you're not taking flat tummy tea. Right. Like, maybe you did when you <laughs> like, weren't pregnant. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Anyway. Anyway. Okay.
0: So, you know, so that's the first thing we think about. We think about, you know, weight or whatever, but... Uh, the slum flower, she is committed to raising awareness and just, like, appreciating our bodies as women how they are. Some of us have saggy boobs, you know? Some of yep. us have perky boobs. But the media and society definitely portrays us as women as needing to always have... We all have the same boobs. Yeah, and they need Everyone to be perky, boobs. <laughs> stiff, don't move, get your cleavage right, like, whatever. And uh, she happens to have saggy boobs, and she's like... It is okay. Like, we, everybody's bodies are made differently, mm-hmm. and it is okay for me to have saggy boobs. I don't like wearing a bra. Deal with it. Right. You know, there's nothing, if a person who has an A cup can not wear a bra and mm-hmm. be okay, like, why is it different for me? Because it makes you feel uncomfortable because my titties are kind of saggy. Right. Like, it's your problem. It's your problem. <laughs> and so she's very much about that. And I love that because I actually sometimes have, I find myself feeling, um, insecure about that the fact that like my boobs aren't super perky right uh because i've like gained and lost weight over the years uh and so like the result of that is like not having mm-hmm. like super perky breasts and and so i appreciated this so much because it's like we it's something that seems so small and we're like oh, right. oh my god i gotta put this bra on or, oh, mm-hmm. i want to show this cleavage mm-hmm. because we've been conditioned to feel that way right and so I just really appreciate her, like, just her whole platform is like, listen, we have bodies as women. Our bodies are made. We, we literally create life and feed life mm-hmm. from our bodies and from our breasts. So, like, why should we be ashamed of yeah. the way they look? So awesome. those two I wanted to call out. Shout out to y'all for, mm-hmm. like, uplifting and supporting mm-hmm. women and just people everywhere to accept themselves in a time yeah. where that seems to be more and more, um, a little bit more challenging to do. Yeah. So what about That's you? That's awesome.
1: Um, So my Impact Influencer is uh, Cameron Russell. So Mm. this is somebody that actually we Mm. saw speak, um, and that's how I got introduced to her. Um, But she is a, um, I think an activist now. She was a model as well. Um, She may still do some of that, I don't know, on the side. Um, She also does a lot of work around just bringing together people around um, sustainability issues in Mm. fashion but what I really appreciate about her is that it's not just about sustainability in terms of like carbon emissions and things like that. She's also talking about like living wages for workers Mm. and how it's a different thing for different people in the fashion business so um, I thought one thing that she did recently that was really cool was that she had posted about like having a goal in 2019 to bring together activists academics fashion and cultural workers to talk about the industry and sustainability Mm -hmm. and this woman reached back out to her I'll post all of their handles, by the way. Um, She's a PhD in marine biology, also does like a million other things, and is a Brooklyn native, which I loved, (laughs) Um, and was like, hey, let's do this. And so they put together this um, space to reimagine a more holistic fashion sustainability, like bringing together people from different places. Something I learned just from following that was that – one out of five women are involved in, like, the fashion industry in one way or another. So, like, these are issues that really kind of are women's issues, right? Yeah, Um, And that they – I think she's really trying to think about how do we work across these different sectors and not silo in order to make this a sustainable Mm. industry. Um, And there's other work that she does as well. But I thought it was really cool to just highlight – Both that they were able to do that and create that space, but also, again, like the power of social media to be like, hey, here's something that I would love to do. And someone being like, that sounds amazing. I would like to do that. Let's get together and make it happen. Even if they didn't know each other before that, but they have these overlapping um, interests and circles and um, really just trying to make things better. and. The last thing I'll say about her that I love is that every time she does something like this, she always highlights organizations and people already doing that work. That's great. So she never is like, I have now created this thing. Mm -hmm. She might be like, I'm helping to create this space. But here are six organizations who are doing this work every day. You should follow them and you should support them. And I think that that's great. She's using that platform to highlight other people's work as well, that hopefully they can all work together on these
0: issues too. That's great. Yeah. That's what it's about, you know? It's just yeah. like, we're, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Everything we talk about is all connected. Like, we are all a part of communities, whether we realize it or know it oh, or not. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really cool. Yeah. All right, so getting into our topic this week, um, we are talking about the importance of empathy and meeting people where they are uh, while you're engaging with your communities.
1: Yeah, so meeting people where they are for me is something that I learned in social work school, which not that the theoretically it was something I never heard, but that's like a tenet of social work, which is um, one of the examples that I love that I don't know if it was like a professor or someone used where they were like, you know, if you're working with a client and they and you're sitting there and they're saying to you like, there's a lion in the corner of the room and you're looking around, you're like, there is definitely You can't be like, there's not a lion in this room. I mean, there are some situations where that's, you know, whatever. But the point being is that, like, probably your best entry point is to be like, oh, Tell me about the lion in the corner of the room. Right Mm. where they are right now is that there is a lion in the corner of the room. (laughs) And again, like depending on the type of treatment or the reason that they're there and things, it might be appropriate to be like, "There is not a lion in the room." But but just the idea of like that's where they're at right now. Where you're at right now is there is not a lion. But you can be like, "Tell me about the lion," because maybe the lion is about something else.
0: Yeah, and maybe it's just like a theoretical lion, and you just need to dig deeper to find that out.
1: Right. So I just I always like remember that it's a little bit of an extreme example, but I always remember that as a thing of like, well, that's where that person is. No, it's So real. I'm going to meet them there.
0: Yeah, it's real. It's real. I mean, listen, I've said it before on the show. Empathy is something that I have admittedly struggled with over the years and Same. have been really trying to uh, hone in on that and get better on that. Um, but when I think about like w- what part and what role it plays uh, in engaging with your communities, I kind of think about it in like a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. It's like one finding empathy or using empathy or having empathy when uh, you're engaging with like friends, family, colleagues, um, you know, and talking to them or engaging with them about things going Mm -hmm. on or even just like about like who you are as a person and what you're trying to do. Um, and then on the other hand, like when you're engaging with different populations of other communities or like maybe folks who you're like helping or supporting, um, And maybe you don't have, like, that same – you're not coming from the same place. So Mm -hmm. really being able to keep in mind of, like, best practices Mm -hmm. or why it's important Mm -hmm. to um, not have, like, expectations of people and just understand that you may not be on the same page and, like, that's okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I I think that when – if you're not able to have a level of empathy – in a community, it might not be the right community
0: Mm.
1: um, for you because I think empathy is really about, it's not about being like, I hear you. Empathy is about being like, okay, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm here and I'm with you and whatever you need, I'm here to support that. Um, That's a word. You be preaching sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't mean like in every moment <laughs> no. you're going to feel that no, right but yeah. if you like are unable to really bring about empathy in a community Absolutely. it is probably not the community either that best serves you or that you can best serve the people. And I don't even mean that in a, like, it's your job. I mean, like, just as a person Mm -hmm. being, like, you know, because we all bring things to community or get things from community or both, ideally, right? So if you're not able to get what you need and you can't give to a community what they need, it's
0: probably not the right community for you to be in. Yeah, and and it's important for you to – and, like, that's okay, right? Like, that's okay for you, like, not to – be moved by a certain topic or a certain population or a certain activity or whatever. Because I think um, going back to our last week's episode about social media, I think sometimes we have this pressure, right, mm-hmm. to feel like we're doing something. Like you want to feel like when people are like, well, what are you doing to support your community? Like you want to have an answer. And, right. you, and like there's like bucket, like the top buckets we think about are like, homeless serving and, and, you know, rallying or calling representatives or whatever. But there are so many other ways to support yeah. and uplift people in your communities and either, even outside of that. And it's okay if, like, calling your representatives mm-hmm. isn't the thing you want to do because, like, if you call them and then, like, you're not saying the right thing or, like, you're, like, clam up and just, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, like, it doesn't make sense. So it's, it's okay for you to not be into everything or, like, try something out and feel like, oh, well, this is not the way I can support them. Yeah. It, this this doesn't make the most sense for me to do this.
1: Right, and yeah. also I think the, like, recognizing that in any healthy community, there's people with different skill sets too, right. you know, and I think that's also the meeting people where they're at piece, which is, like, there are definitely people who will be super effective at calling their representatives, and there are people who will be super effective at like letter writing or whatever. I guess yeah. we still write letters. Yeah. Um, and there are people Emails, who will I be guess. super effective at talking to other people mm. about joining up on X Y Z. Um, and you know that's just like an example with like something political, right? right. Where um, where everyone has a different skill to offer, and I think that um, coming to a space and really believing that you can meet people where they are also allows you to actually see those different skills and abilities. Like right. you were saying, those expectations, you have this expectation that everyone's going to be able to do X or do Y or do Z.
0: Yeah, right. And I think that's something to keep in mind whenever, like let's say you are the person in your community, in your family, in your friend group, that's trying to like rally your people around, a certain, I don't know, like topic or even if you're just trying to get them to care, mm-hmm. trying to get them to start listening and, and learning about what's going on around them and how they can help, you'll probably have a better chance of reaching them if you're like, okay, so let's talk about like, what are you into? Like, what are things you into? What are, what do you think your strengths are? Mm-hmm. Because maybe then we can like talk about how you can use your strengths to support XYZ community. Mm -hmm. Not like, well, you need to be looking at social media and you need to look at the news because Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on. Like, it's really important to understand that, like, everybody's not going to start at the same level, Um, And if we're going to really be able to come together and like start standing for things and being in the know, we just have to know that everybody's not going to be on the same level or be as in tune to the same things.
1: Yeah. And also that people have different networks and communities. Like if
0: you've ever been to a block party,
1: (laughs) you know, like there are multiple Mm -hmm. activities for lots of different people because Mm -hmm. you understand we understand intuitively that. Everybody on your block isn't gonna wanna go on a bouncy castle slash can't cause adults can't, which right. is upsetting. Right. Um, some people are gonna wanna eat. Some people right. are gonna wanna like um, watch a little show of the local right. I don't like know, like dancing or whatever. Or whatever yeah. Right? Like everybody's gonna wanna do different things. But I actually think block parties are a really great example of communities coming together. It really is. Who though. really have something different, especially now in Brooklyn as communities are changing. You Man. have some neighborhoods that are like you know, what I call New Brooklyn and Mm -hmm. Old Brooklyn, Um, and they're still having block parties, right? So, like, how do you bring everyone together to just celebrate community if everyone's doing different stuff? So, block parties for life.
0: (laughs) Man, I went to my first block party in New York City, like, uh, was it last year, I think it was? It was so lit. Because yeah. I, I never knew, like, the concept of a block party. Because oh, yeah. I mean, in Texas, like, are, when are you, where are you having a block? Look, maybe, okay, there were block parties in Texas, but, like, not ones that, like, I was able to go to okay. in my neighborhood. Like, okay. I lived in apartments. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but yeah, like, so it's super important. And then on the other end of, like, when, when you have decided that, hey, I want to engage in XYZ community and I feel like my strengths can be used here, understanding that just because you think they're your strengths or you think that's how you can help the most mm-hmm. – It may not be the same on the flip side. Like, the person that you're servicing or the person, uh, the organization that you're supporting, you know, they can, A, may need to, they may need to use your services for something other than Mm -hmm. you you thought they could, Mm -hmm. which is okay. And let's say you're, especially for, like, uh, people-facing volunteer Mm -hmm. things or, like, uh, engaging with people that you're supporting actual folks, like, you have to understand that, you may go into this like, oh, I'm so excited I'm going to help this person. And then while you're helping them, it may seem like they're, like, unappreciative or, you know, mm-hmm. they may be a little awkward. But meet them where they are and, and put yourself in their position and be like, I don't know this person. I'm in a nine times out of ten, I'm in, like, a not-so-great situation, but I'm here and mm-hmm. I'm trying to make better my situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to connect with this person who I definitely don't have yeah. any access to. So. There's a lot going on there and there are so many different dynamics and um, I just think it just makes it a little bit easier when we all just operate from just like a base level of respect and empathy.
1: Right. It made, what you said made me think about um, when there were all of the actions against the Dakota Access Pipeline Mm. and a lot of people were showing up to support the Native American communities and I remember reading Um, some of the folks who were leading that um, saying, you know, we're getting all these people who are volunteering and they're showing up and they're like, we're ready to go. Like, we're getting on the front lines or like whatever. And they were like, no, what we need you to do is cook the food so that we can go. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That people were showing up with a good intention too. um, But being like, the skill that you think you are bringing here is not what we need. Right. What we need is for you to do this so that we can go do the work that we need to do. Right. Um, And I think like that level of hopefully those volunteers being able to be like, okay, this is where this is where things are at and this yeah. is where I can slot in and this is where it's helpful um, and not, I think it goes back to that expectations thing. Like right. people have this expectation, you know, you're like probably seeing, seeing it on Instagram and being like, I'm going to be one of those people on that right. line, like right. holding the line and then you get there and they're like, no, no, we're doing that work and we've been doing that work for centuries. Right. We've been right. holding that line for centuries. <laughs> the line we has been, been held. Okay. Right, like we have been doing yeah. that and what we need you to do is like clean mm-hmm. this area, make the food, mm-hmm you know, like go get supplies yeah. um, and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know, just what you said just sparked that in yeah. me because I remember reading that and being like, you know, that's really a good reminder.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, I think it just all boils down to just letting go of those expectations and just being open to um, just fitting in where you were, A, where you feel like you can fit in best based on your skill set, and then just be where the need is. You yeah. know, I think um, a part of, Really strengthening our communities, whether they be IRL, online, or otherwise, um, is just listening to each other, mm-hmm. you know, and um, just really meeting everybody where they are, and just knowing that. Just keeping in mind that we are all people. At the end of the day, we are all people. We're just out here trying to make it, and we're just out here. We all just want to see each other. For the most part, we all just. <laughs> cause you know, there's some people out there is doing some crazy Always. stuff. Um, but for the most part, we just want to see each other thrive and to be able to do that, we have to listen to each other and just, um, just kind of, I don't know, start from the beginning, you know, where we don't know anything and be okay in ambiguity and Mm -hmm. be okay and not agreeing and, you know, really just being able to get on the same page, which takes time.
1: Yeah. And for me, this is, is a work in progress always. But one of the things I try to remind myself when I'm getting frustrated with people is that like, I wasn't. Where I am now is not where I was a year ago. It's not where I was two years ago. And my understanding of anything is always evolving and changing. And that there were people that taught me things along the way that helped me learn and grow. And so everybody's on a growth journey for different things. It doesn't have to necessarily even be like the most deep thing in the world. Also, sometimes people are where they are because they've just had different life experiences than you. And I don't mean that to, to... not put any accountability onto needing to learn and to hold people accountable sure. to like learning and growing and looking at things for real but i say that as people come to the table with different life experiences and yep. so what they have formed is based on that and, yeah. and Just giving people an opportunity to learn. If they then choose not to learn and to remain ignorant, that's a whole other situation. Then then
0: you can just be like, girl, bye. Right. But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) which, you know. Um, But also,
1: like, I'm not trying to preach because easier said than done, like, I can get real frustrated. I can get really like, why?
0: I know, I know. Well, it's it's easy because, like, we're in the, we're kind of like in that space, right? So it's like, like, sometimes I'll be talking to somebody and they're like, oh, I didn't know. And it's like, how did you not know? but you just, you, you just can't judge people, you yeah. know? And just, just keeping these things in mind whenever you're either trying to support someone or an organization or when you're trying to get other people to care and, like, understand and, and be active out there. Right, and something
1: that took me a long time to figure out, which was- It's so important, which was that if you are trying to get someone to care about something or understand something in a different way than they do, not meeting them where they're at is the worst way to do it. (laughs) Because they literally just won't listen. You know what I mean? Because if you come at it like well, blah, 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 and I know this, and how do you not know that? People immediately get defensive and are out. Yes. And that's something that, like, I, I'm still on that path trying to figure out how to do that better. <laughs> I've definitely gotten better at it, um, but I have a ways to go um, of just being like, if my goal is this, What is the best way for me to get there? And usually it is like having empathy, Mm -hmm. listening, respecting where people are, which, again, seem really obvious. But especially when you're in the moment
0: or if you feel strongly about something, it can be really hard. But we're all on this journey together. And I think that's something to keep in mind, too. Even though we're at different points in the journey um we're we're all in it together whether we like it or not to be yep. honest with you um we but we just got to keep it in mind Together. <laughs> this is a singing episode it is <laughs> should we sing our way out of it i don't know we, we want to grow our listener base uh we don't want to get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> fine we'll play our little ditty wop on the way out <laughs> all right so with that being said i think we're going to wrap up um this episode uh As always, like, comment, rate us. Please keep rating and reviewing us. I see y'all out there doing it. We appreciate it so much. Um, If you have any feedback, questions, feel free to reach out to us on IG or um, in our email at community.pod. That's C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-E-A dot pod. At Gmail. See you next week. Bye. Bye.